Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, friends. This is Doug Hess. And you are listening to a Vermilion Reasons in Indiana. This podcast will touch on all things Vermilion County, Indiana related, including our leaders, business owners, residents, and much, much more. You can follow us at Twitter at Vermilion underscore EDC. You can also... Uh, Follow us on Facebook at Vermilion County Economic Development uh, Commission. You can also find us on LinkedIn. We're excited to have you, and welcome to Vermilion County. All right, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Vermilion uh, Reasons in Indiana. And today we have a very special guest with us today, Jackie Roberts, who is the director of the South Vermilion School Corporation Theater Program. Jackie, welcome to Vermilion Reasons in Indiana. Thanks, Doug. I, I kind of want to say I'm a longtime listener, first-time caller. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're the first to ever say that. So we Yeah, no, I, I love what you're doing. I, I love I love that uh, you're bringing awareness to all these wonderful things happening in our area. And um, I've been been listening to everyone. Haven't missed one yet. Oh, well, that's great. Well, we appreciate your uh, listen and, and your support. But um, we have you on because there is something that's going, getting ready to happen uh, that you guys do twice a year, if I'm not mistaken. And this coming um, fall, winter, I don't know how you guys uh, categorize this, but you're getting ready to have a school play called Frozen Junior. We are. We're really excited. Um yeah, we uh, we tr- we tend to uh, lean toward a, a fall production and a spring mm-hmm. production to go along with the semesters. But uh-huh. yeah, this one's ending up a little later than usual in December to go along with the frozen theme. So, um, you know, uh, so yeah, so December um, first weekend in December, December second, third, and fourth is what we're looking at for performance dates. So. Oh, that's great. Now, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, this. Is it a musical or, or is it a, a, just a, a straight drama, for lack of a better word? Or how would you describe sure. this? Sure. So it is a musical. It is a Disney musical. Okay. Um, and with the junior after the title, uh-huh. um, what that means is simply that they have kind of shortened some of the songs, shortened a bit of the dialogue in order to fit everything in, mm-hmm. in around an hour. So oh, okay. yeah, it's a, it's a nice, um, it's, it's a nice way to, you know, be able to tell the story, uh, kind of, it does kind of remove a couple of the, of, you know, little things sure. that happen that, you know, don't really have any bearing on the plot. Um, sure. it's the same frozen story that everybody knows and loves, you know, full of, Olaf and Sven and, you know, all those lovable characters. So all the characters that you expect to have in a a musical like Frozen. Exactly. Exactly. Now, how many students are, does it take to have a production like this? Sure. Um, With this production, I think our official number right now is 68. Wow. Um, Yeah. Um, Usually our, our, 
our musicals um, have a lot more student involvement than our plays uh, when we mm. choose to do a play. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've actually chosen to do two musicals this year, um, mm-hmm. which is, is kind of actually, I guess it's more common for us um, than not. But mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, we have um, middle schoolers involved again, uh, which is very exciting. Um, and so we have students in grades six through 12 participating in this production. Oh, wow. That's, that is awesome. So you have, like you said, some, some older kids, the high schoolers, but also some, some youngers. And I assume you have a lot of returning students that, uh, kind of enjoy being in the theater and, and, and they come back for production after production. Absolutely. We have a couple students who, um, are, I think this is their eighth year. Oh, wow. Of- yeah. Um, we, we try to, um, involve students in as many grades as possible, as often as possible, um, in order to, you know, we, we kind of feel like theater is a medium that kind of transcends all ages. So Absolutely. we try to bring, you know, them in and, and, um, and instill a love of theater, uh, in them early. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah. So some of the, the students who are juniors this year have been with us uh, eight years. Wow, that's so, Yeah, yeah, it's great. It, it's great. Yeah, that's great. So, uh, one of the questions I've always had is, how do you, or who, and I guess I'm not 100 percent sure how you go through this process, but how do you decide on if it's going to be a musical or if it's going to just be a play, and and how do you um, select what you're going to do? Right. Um, well, I don't know. It's, it's kind of different, <laughs> it's different year by year. Um, you, you have to look at the students who, you know, are, are going to be the ones who more than likely are going to be involved. You know, the sure. ones who are returning, you know, those eight year students, um, and, and, you know, kind of look at their strengths, um, and, you know, kind of make the decision based sort of on that. You always hope that you're going to have some outliers, you know, sure. kind of come in and surprise you and, Right. And join and, and bring some, you know, fresh energy to to the production that you've chosen. But um, that that's the first reason. Um, the second reason uh, why a, a, a musical or a play mm-hmm. um, plays actually tend that they tend to be less expensive to produce because the rights uh, oh, okay. to produce them are less. Um, however, they don't bring in a lot of money at the box office. So you're so, willing to pay Paul. Right, right. So, um, and so we, we decided to do two musicals this year. Um, you know, as, as you hear, it's common phrasing now, you know, because of COVID. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it's unfortunately true. Um, we had, we've had a few rough years with attendance and, um, you know, and, and rightfully so we've, we've tried to, tried to, um, you know, be flexible and kind of incorporate, you know, guidelines where, where it was, you know, needed. And, um, but yeah, it's, it's been difficult. So we decided two musicals this year in order to, um, kind of bring some funds back into the program, uh, because yeah, we are a self-funded program. Yeah. Um, speaking of funds, I don't mean to interrupt you there, but there's a, a misconception when you put on a musical or a play, you still have to buy the rights or you pay to use the rights for this. This is not something that you're just pulling off the shelf and deciding to go with. This actually has some 
some monetary value that you have to pay in order to produce that. Is that correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so musicals, you know, tend to be a little more expensive because you're paying for, you know, not just the script, right. you know, the dialogue, but you're also paying for the music. Ah. Um, so, you know, those people who wrote that music and did the, you know, the composing and, and the people who wrote the, what we call the book, um, the mm -hmm. dialogue, um, they want, you know, they, they have, they need royalties, you know, obviously for, for the hard work that they've done. Um, and rightfully so, um, some musicals are more expensive than others. Sure. Uh, anytime you put Disney in conjunction right. with, with the title, you, you know, you're going to pay a little more, um, right, but the return is usually greater. Well. Yeah. Because of the recognition. So. No, sure. Absolutely. So, and that kind of goes into the next question is, you said that you're self-funded, so I assume you're not getting any monetary funds from the school corporation. This is something that you're putting on 100% yourself, for a, for a lack of a better word. Correct. So, our um, we we kind of we we take the money that we earned in the ticket um, sales from the last production, and that funds the next production. Gotcha. So, um, last last spring it was into the woods. Um, Unfortunately, didn't you know for for whatever reason didn't sure. bring in the money that we we expected it to, um, and so we we're kind of a behind the eight ball so to speak uh, with this production. Um, it, you know, it's it's just it's been odd, you know, the last couple right. of years, and we're not we're not an anomaly. You know, theaters across the nation are feeling that whether it's educational theaters or uh, professional or, or you know community right. theaters, you know, we're all feeling the pinch. Uh, and then you add to that, you know, everything we have going on with, you know, sure. rising costs and, you know, all those things. But, you know, we're still going to we're, we're still going to be able to pull off a great show and showcase some of those amazing students that we have. Um, you know, they, every rehearsal, they just, they, you know, there, there's always something that happens that amazes me um, and, and some talent that they're showcasing. So, um, you know, we're, we're looking forward to uh, to being able to bring that to the community. Um uh, but yeah, we, you know, funding is always, um, always sure. an issue. We pay for the rights, we pay for the, the music, we pay for the costumes, the sets, um, you know, the publicity, you know, poster, you know, you name it, anything yeah, yeah. that goes on, on a production like that. So. Yeah, and, and, and it's not cheap and it's not easy. And some of those, I know a few years ago, I, I remember, uh, you had the Wizard of Oz up there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Some of those costumes and the, the set design could not be cheap. No, uh, we actually, we flew with that one. So that was, right. that was really exciting. Uh, we did manage to write some grants uh, to kind of offset those costs on that one. Um, thankfully, um, I believe it was the Jocoletta Foundation uh, came in and, and uh, uh, sponsored uh, some of our production as well as, um, as the Western Indiana community foundation, um, was very generous, um, in helping us, you know, achieve our goals to, uh, to, you know, get the flight, the flight system rented and installed. So, um, that was a really fun experience. Oh, uh, I, but yeah, but absolutely. So if somebody is listening to this and wanted to donate, uh, to the, uh, theater uh, program, how would they do that? Um, well, they just need to reach out to the school, um, and, uh, I'm sure they would, you know, be able to, uh, point, point you in the right direction. Um, you could you know, reach out to myself. Uh, the assistant director is Tess Mackey. 
Okay. Um, and then um, our music director is Haley Chubb. Um, who we're really excited to invite back into the program in a, in a much different capacity. Sure. <laughs> um, Haley. Yeah. Haley kind of grew up in the program. Um, and now she, uh, she went away to school and, and uh, has come back and, and is uh, kind of stepping in and, and filling, filling a void. Um, and we're excited to have her with us for that. So. That's awesome. Well, Jack, let me, let me ask you a little bit about your director's hat, being a director of, of the theater mm-hmm. program. Is it tough to uh, cast uh, these students in different parts or do you find it pretty easy or, or is it very challenging and, and there's a lot of quote unquote competition for the certain parts? Right. Um, you know, every show there's, there's usually some, some to- tough choices that have to be made. Sure. Um, you know, and you have to also remember, you know, you're working with, with students, you right. know, and, and not, not professionals. Right, um, right. So yeah, so there there's some consideration that, that you have to take there in how you approach the casting. Um, we actually did something um, that I've never done as a director this year, and we double cast um, Anna and Elsa, the older Anna and Elsa. So we have two older Elsas and two older Annas. I say older, but, you know. Sure. We have young, middle, and older. <laughs> gotcha. So, um, so uh, and it was just, because we have four amazingly talented um, young women who had wonderful auditions. And um, we thought this is a very vocal, both of those roles are vocally demanding. Sure. Um, and so we thought, you know, we're, we're going to give it a try. And um, each, each set of Anna's and Elsa's will receive their, their uh, own shows. And, um, you know, it, it's not an understudy, uh, situation per se it's it's more of a uh, let's divide the shows you know as as fairly as possible and, and in an effort to save your voice sure <laughs> um yeah. belting let it go is not an easy task <laughs> <laughs> sure. even though we all try to put it in the car right yeah, yeah. that's right yeah we, we all try it but uh very few yeah. of us are very successful in that so talk a little bit about when does this uh, start talk walk us through the process so you decided sure. to do frozen junior as your musical what what kind of happens next and kind of walk us through the the process if you will sure so once we decide and, and we talk about like what show we're going to do next right as soon as the last show wraps so okay. we've been talking about you know kind of you know throw up tossing ideas um, since we wrapped into the woods last, I think it was April. So, um, you know, and then we, then we start, you know, doing our research and, you know, putting budgets together and trying to decide, you know, what we have to work with, um, as far as, as funds. Um, and then, um, you know, we, you have to apply for the rights and make sure that they're available for your performance dates and, mm. um, and secure the rights and the materials. Um, so, um, a lot of planning goes into it. Um, the lot, you know, a lot that people don't necessarily see. Um, but yeah, there, there is quite a bit of planning that goes into it. You have to plan out your publicity, your, um, you know, just everything you could think of with a business is wrapped up in a production. Right. Okay. It, it is, it is very much like running a small business. Okay. So. And, and then when do you start auditions? And then I assume once you got the cast set, you go right into rehearsal up right up until showtime. 
Right. So uh, we did auditions uh, in the beginning of September. Uh, and we started right away, uh, with, um, with music rehearsals. Those usually come first. Um, and you spend the first two and a half to three weeks just solidly learning music. Um, and, uh, and then that gives time for us to build sets, to, you know, source costumes, you know, while, while, uh, Miss Chubb is working with them on the music, uh, uh, Mrs. Mackey and I are, you know, diligently pulling set pieces and, and costumes and seeing what we have to work with and what we need to source and, and that. And then we get into choreography and blocking the script and, and then full rehearsals, full runs of, of the show. So that's in a perfect world. <laughs> right. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we all know that uh, it's always perfect all the time, right? Right. Absolutely. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Well, what are some other things? I know we were talking kind of um, off the air a, a few minutes ago before we started to record this. And you said there's something a little unique that's going on here at, at Sounds for Million, the, the theater program that kind of sets us apart uh, from some of, you know, college and e- even some of the, the bigger uh, theaters. Uh, can you share a little bit about that with the audience? Sure. Um, you know, it started, gosh, probably about six, six or seven years ago. I think I, this is my ninth year directing. Okay. Um, so about six or six years ago or so, uh, we, uh, I, I was reading a, a American theater blog mm-hmm. and, um, I believe it was the Carnegie, uh, theater in New York was, um, opening, uh, I can't remember what show it was now, but, uh, they were advertising a sensory sensitive, uh, production or performance for, um, you know, for the public. And I thought, that's interesting. I've never heard of that. So, you know, upon, you know, you know, doing some research and diving a little deeper, I found that um, it is a a performance that a theater will put on of a show. And um, there are some changes to the lighting and the sound in order to uh, make the, um, the performance a little more friendly for people with sensory um, processing issues. Oh, okay. So um, the lights, um, you know, usually when, when you're in a theater watching a show, uh, you know, the, the theater's dark and the lights are up bright on stage. Um, yeah. In a sensory sensitive show, the lights are at 50% uh, all across the board. So the house, where, which is where the audience sits, it's, it's at 50% lighting. The stage is at 50% lighting. And that lighting never changes throughout. Oh, wow. So... Yeah, in in the in a typical show, you would have blackouts to you know change the set or get different actors on stage. Um, in a sensory sensitive uh, production, there's none of that. Uh, the lights just stay on uh, so that individuals can see exactly what is happening, um, and we don't have you don't have strobing lights. Um, the sound is reduced uh, to fifty percent sound. So um, those with auditory processing issues um, can uh, better process what is going on on stage. Um, And during a sensory sensitive performance, the actors on stage are also trained to kind of expect loud outbursts from the audience. Um, You know, they're they're They know that it's, it's some of those folks way of showing appreciation and excitement for what they're seeing on stage. Uh-huh. Um, so, um, so yeah, they, they understand completely that, you know, that, 
as they're doing their thing up there on stage, there may be someone in the aisle, you know, standing there and clapping and, and voicing appreciation. Um, there may be, uh, you know, um, you know, someone standing up and, 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 you know, making noises and, um, you know, and by far, you know, every time we do one of these, the students say that that show is their favorite. Oh, we don't. Yeah. Um, it's not opening night. It's not, you know, the last show on Sunday. It's always mm-hmm. the sensory sensitive just because, um, they, for one thing, they can see the audience and they can see the, the appreciation, you know, that they're showing. Um, and you know, they, they know that they're part of something special. Um, you know, typically, um, individuals with sensory processing difficulties, you know, aren't very, I don't want to say they're not welcome in theater, but, you know, sometimes, you know, theater has a, a habit of, of not being very understanding sure. um, of, of, you know, those, those kinds of, of appreciations and, and, and such that those uh, individuals display. So um, having one performance where individuals, you know, can, can show their appreciation in those ways um, and see a production and their caregivers can see a production, um, you know, that, that means a lot to the students and it means a lot to us as directors. Well, hats off to, to you and and the, the cast for doing that and be one of the, the leaders in, in this area, uh, that recognizes that and, um, taking that forward to, and being appreciative to others. Absolutely. We, um, we're hoping that, you know, it kind of catches on, you know, some of the local theaters. Um, we, we had a professor at, uh, from Indiana state come and do some training with our cast. And, um, I asked if she wanted to come and, and do some training on this one. And she said, no, I think you guys, ha- I think you have it, <laughs> you know, well, just, you know, you know? Yes. yeah, yeah. She said, in fact, if you want to start helping out, you know, local theaters, you, you go right ahead, you know? So, um, you know, if there's, if there are any directors out there wanting to, uh, wanting to try to tackle something like that or wanting more information on that, I'd be happy to, to talk to them about that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's very rewarding and we're happy to be able to bring that to the community and offer that, um, to the community. Well, that's, that, that's really neat that, uh, that the students in, in South Vermillion is doing that right here in our own backyard and kind of being a leader, um, in the area for it. So very cool. Absolutely. That show, by the way, um, is on December 1st at 1030 in the morning. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, we're we're just asking if if you know the the tickets are available on our website, um, um, but we have to uh, limit the audience, like the number of tickets that we sell for that, okay, um, to fifty percent capacity of the auditorium. Um, so that's somewhere around the three hundred and fifty mark. Um, tickets are available for that show. And you mentioned so, you mentioned the website. Do you want to give that out so people could go out okay. and find it? Absolutely. It is www.svhstheater, spelled R-E, dot com. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, theater, R-E is the art, and E-R is the building. So we went with the with the art, <laughs> of course. There you go. Excellent. <laughs> and, and then the, um, the show is December 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, but there's also right. that special uh, showing on December 1st at 10:30 in the morning. Right, and that is the sensory sensitive and then the 2nd, 3rd and 4th 
um, are seven o'clock, seven o'clock um, for that Friday and Saturday. And then um, Sunday, the fourth is at two thirty. Two thirty, And that would be the last show. Right. Yeah. Excellent. All right. Well, Jackie, I know we're uh, wrapping up here, uh, getting close on time, but any final thoughts or words of, uh, that you would like to uh, say before we um, wrap this up? Um, no, I, well, actually, yeah, there, you know, yeah. we were talking about funding and that and how, uh-huh. you know, how we fund our, our productions. And I, I failed to mention our scholarships that we offer our students uh, every year. Um, any student who has uh, participated in four productions mm-hmm. throughout their time at, at South Romanian schools uh, and is going on in any facet of the performing arts. Okay. So it could be elementary, ed, you know, music education. It could sure. be music therapy. Um, we've had a couple of students who are going on to that. We have a um, one in the last or a couple in the last couple of years going on uh, to study uh, stage and set design. Oh, cool. Um, and then uh, we have a student uh, who, recipient from last year who is at Purdue and, and working in um, acoustics of uh, set and stage. So, um, yeah, so really, really cool, um, really cool fields of study that um, they all have pursued. But um, as long as you are, are meeting those criteria, uh, we offer a scholarship. Um, and how much we offer usually depends on how much we think we have, you know, to, yeah, to, um, you know, we, we take away what we need. We know we're going to need for the next show. And then usually whatever's left, um, is what ends up being a scholarship. So, um, we've given away as little as 500 to each recipient and as much as 2000. Oh, wow. Yeah. That, of course, that was after Wizard of Oz. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Point taken. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that was, um, it's, it's kind of uh, something unique to our, our program. Uh, I I haven't heard of other, um, school, you know, high school theaters doing that in this area. And, um, we're, we're very proud to be able to offer that and, uh, kind of, um, you know, encourage students who have a love of theater to pursue and the performing arts in general to pursue that. Very exciting. Very well. Well, Jackie, thank you so much for uh, coming on and spending a few minutes uh, with us today to talk about Frozen Junior, which is going to be the South Vermillion High School Theater uh, Program production this December, 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. Uh, the 2nd and 3rd, those pro, uh, those shows start at 7 p.m., and then on the 4th is a 2.30 uh, show. So if you get a chance, please go out and uh, support the local theater here at South Vermillion High School. And um, if you feel the need to fund or would like to give something to, the, to towards this production, please uh, contact the school because I know that they'll be very uh, appreciative of that. And those funds will be put to good use. Jackie, Absolutely. thank you again for coming on and spending a few minutes. Uh, and uh, the best of luck with the shows, not only to you, but also to your uh, actors and actresses as well. Thank you so much. Thanks thanks so much for uh, offering to uh, let me come on today. Oh, it was our pleasure. I want to thank you for listening to this episode of Romanian Reasons in Indiana. If you listen to this podcast on iTunes or another podcast service, please subscribe, rate, and review this episode. Tune in next week for the latest episode of Vermillion Reasons in Indiana. Thank you for listening, and we will see you then.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.